Well, hello, and welcome to this week's show. Before we get started with today's show, I needed to personally thank you to each of the so many of you who reached out to me personally regarding last week's show, which was called Challenging the Chiropractor. And on that show, we talked about difficult cases that I've seen in my practice over the 30 plus years and some of the amazing things that chiropractic care is capable of helping people accomplish with their health. But the responses that I got and hearing some of the stories of so many other chiropractors and the amazing things that chiropractic care has done for their patients over the years just really blew my mind. It was, it, it was and is amazing what chiropractic care can really do. So I wanted to personally thank each of you who reached out to me. And if you still haven't and you were thinking about it, you know what? Please do via the website for the love of chiropractic.com. And also, if you're enjoying the show, I'm going to ask you a favor. Right now, I'd like you to hit pause, well, after I finish this sentence, and send a link to the show to at least one other chiropractor that you know that wants to grow their practice, that wants to think a little bit deeper about whether it's philosophy, business, money, to help them grow to be a better doctor, a better practitioner, a better family person. So please, for the love of chiropractic, share the show with somebody. And now for today's show, The Patient-Centered Practice, let's get started. Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Chiropractic. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Freeman. I've been in practice for over 30 years, and I continue to work in a million-dollar practice that I built, ran, and sold. I've taught, lectured, and coached our profession, and helped so many chiropractors build the practice and the life of their dreams. And now, I want to help you do the same. So here's today's show. We're going to spend our time today talking about what I call the patient-centered office. We all went to school to become doctors because we wanted to help people. Help people to be healthier, have less pain, be in better health, in fact, be in the optimum health they possibly can be. And to accomplish this goal, we work in an office. Whether it's an office that you personally own, or you own with a partner, or you're an associate in the office. Each office has a personality. There's a flow to it. There's a feeling. And on the very first episode, we talked about the patient experience that you provide. But behind that, what we're talking about is the feeling. Where does that come from? That comes from your heart. It comes from what is it you want to be providing for your patients? What is your heart saying? What is the heart of the practice saying? In some way, shape, or form, it's saying, we're here to help our people. And what I want to spend time focusing on is how far does that, I want to help my people go. So that brings us back to the patient-centered office. Is your office a patient-centered office or is it a doctor-centered office? Are the systems and procedures and things that you offer set up in such a way to be optimum for the patient? or to make your life as easy as possible. These are the things that I at least want to talk about and get you thinking about on today's show. And as we start to talk about the doctor-patient versus patient-centered office, it's sort of like a marriage. There are a lot of things that agree and make perfect sense, and they meld together perfectly. 
And there are a few things where there needs to be compromise. And both sides compromise for the, for the good of the overall relationship. But because this is business, where you ask the patients to compromise, well, okay, doc, I guess I understand that. That's a ding against the practice. And the, and the patients think, hmm, well, maybe they're not always there. Well, they're usually there. These are the things that we want to look at, decide what's important, what's not important, and what are you willing to really do to have as many possible in the patient's column going, yeah, these guys are awesome. So let's first talk about availability. I'm talking days, hours, and after hours. Having been in practice for so many years and spoken with so many doctors over so many years about so many practices, we all know that the typical patient comes in on about a three-day-per-week schedule. So if they're coming in three times per week, that means you need to have at a minimum three morning set of office hours and three afternoon set of office hours. But that creates no wiggle room for the patient. So at the very, very least, you need to have four morning hours and four afternoon hours. So if the person can't make one day, there's a chance of making another one. So for chiropractic practices, up to about 150 visits a week, I think the optimum days to have office hours are Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, both a morning session and an afternoon session. We'll talk about exact hours later. Tuesday afternoons, Thursday by appointment only, and Saturday mornings. Yes, I think you should have Saturday morning office hours, and we'll talk about that also. But by having those hours on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, morning and afternoon, Tuesday afternoons, and Saturday mornings, that gives you four mornings and the four afternoons. I think the Thursday by special appointment is important because if you're applying your sharp clinical edge and you see somebody who's in acute pain on a Tuesday or Wednesday, are you really going to make them wait until Friday to see you again? And when you say to the patient, you know what, Sue, things are starting to get better, but I really don't want you to wait until Friday. Let's set up a time for tomorrow, Thursday. I don't have office hours, but I'm going to come in special to see you and take care of you because I want to make sure you get better and get healthy as fast as possible. And not only does Sue really appreciate it, she also tells people, oh my God, guess what my doctor did for me. That's a five-star review waiting to happen and her telling everybody and all of her friends how wonderful you and your practice are. As the practice continues to get busier and you go from the 150 more to the 200 and 250, I think you're going to need to add perhaps Thursday afternoon hours. And the reason I say that Thursday afternoon is because people who can come in the afternoon, come in the afternoon. People who can only come in the afternoon, come in the afternoons. There's very few people who could only come in the mornings, though. People may prefer morning hours, but if they have to be there on a Tuesday and you say, well, we're only open in the afternoons, they can make that work. And while that may not be the absolute best ideal, you are not expected to be in your office all day, every day, 24 hours a day. And we do have the other options of when people can come in. So it works. It's still patient-centered. So now let's spend some time visiting the specific hours that work the best for a chiropractic office. And what I'm about to present is not just my opinion, although I do agree with it, obviously. What I'm about to present is statistically what works looking at thousands of practices over multiple decades 
and these are the practices that tend to be the most successful. So regarding our morning hours, the Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, what works the best is doing 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And for the afternoon hours, the Monday, the Tuesday, the Wednesday, eventually the Thursday, and the Friday from 3 in the afternoon until 7 at night. So now let me explain why those hours make the sense that they do. Let's talk about the morning hours first. 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. We start at 10 a.m. because anybody who could be there at 9 a.m. can still be there at 10. People who want to be there before 9 a.m. are the people who are on their way to work. And while there are a segment of people who like to get up and get out and get moving and get their day started and get on with it and take care of that doctor's appointment before work, that's not many. And it's difficult for a solo doc to be sharp from 7 a.m. all the way to 7 p.m. The vast majority of people would prefer to stop at the chiropractor on their way home from work. The day is done. They're more relaxed. They've had the stress of the day, as opposed to getting up, rushing to your office so they can then rush into work. It doesn't work as well to help create that Zen philosophy and that healing environment that we're looking to carry forward. So if you're not opening at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. or 9 a.m., you open at 10 a.m. See patients 10, 11, and 12, all the way till 1. What you'll see is, first thing in the morning, you're seeing your Medicare crowd. The older people who have nothing else to do and they love going to the doctor earlier in the day. So that works perfect for them and it becomes a social hour. They love being there. Also, at those earlier hours, you're seeing the people who are out of work because they're in such acute pain or they're on an off-work status, so they're getting their visits done. And that works very, very well. As you move towards the 12 and 1 o'clock hour, you do start to see some business people who are coming in on their lunchtime. Oh, gee, that's a convenient time. They can run in on their lunchtime to get their chiropractic adjustment, get their chiropractic appointment in, and get the care that they need. And again, what works the best is you have your last appointment at 1 o'clock. You don't lock the door at 1 o'clock. So people can come in at 1, get treated, get in, get out, adjusted, and on with their day. And then you and the staff take a break between 1.30 and 2.30. And speaking of, of that 2.30 time, before the office hours start, the staff meets a half hour beforehand to go over everything that's going to go on for the day. So if you're starting at 10 a.m., the staff is meeting at 9.30. For the afternoon hours, hours start at 3, the staff meets at 2.30. And we'll talk about what those pre-shift meetings look like on a future episode. But getting back to the office hours, by finishing your afternoon hours, 3 to 7, by finishing them at 7 p.m., you give people the opportunity to get to your office after the day of work without rushing and being worried about it because you're their doctor and you care and you're there for them. And the best chiropractic practices that I know also have hours on Saturday morning. So depending on the exact composition of your community actually changes which of these hours work the best. The standard hours that I recommend are 9 to 11. But you need to look at them closely to figure out what's going to work best for the people who are in your community. So some offices have a lot of patients that have to be at work by 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning. So working the 9 to 11 is not going to accomplish the goal of being there to help people. 
So for those offices, I recommend that they start seeing patients a bit earlier and they can finish a bit earlier. So Saturdays work if you do 8 to 10 or even 8 to 10.30. But before we get too far and get too crazy and you say, no, you know what, Robert, you're crazy and those hours are stupid and you shouldn't work those hours, I want to visit it a little bit more. Again, doctor's offices that keep these hours become the most successful the fastest. It gives you off a significant amount of time during the week. You have Tuesday mornings off. You have all day Thursdays off or at least Thursday mornings off. And even with the all day Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday afternoons, Thursday afternoons, and Saturday mornings, you know it still barely comes out to be 40 hours a week. This is supposed to be a full-time job. It's not a job, it's a career, it's your profession. We're dedicating ourselves to helping people. So why wouldn't you wanna do that for at least the 40 hours a week that a typical person works a typical job? And as you get busier and bring on associate doctors, I don't necessarily think that adding Tuesday and Thursday mornings is the right thing to do. Again, because these hours have been studied statistically over decades, this is when people are most available to come in for their chiropractic care. Bring in that second doctor to work those same hours. And regarding these hours, I can't begin to tell you how many patients came to see us over so many years, for so many years, complimenting us on the hours that we have and that they can easily get there. And that's why they came to us instead of so many other chiropractors. Oh, you're up until seven? Oh, so I can work until five, five thirty-six, and still get here for my care? Oh, you're definitely the right place that I need to be. And Saturday mornings are a great makeup day. Let's spend some time talking about the Saturday morning office hours. A lot of doctors that I talk to put up all kinds of excuses. Oh, I don't want to work on Saturdays. I can't get my staff to work on Saturdays. My patients don't want to come in on Saturdays. And I'm telling you, most of that is just not true. If you tell the staff that you're open, they'll be there. If you tell the patients you're open, oh my God, they'll want to be there. And as for your own personal motivation, I'd like to share a personal story about Saturday morning office hours and how I feel about them. So I've always had Saturday morning office hours going back to the early 90s. They are a beautiful time in the office. And the reason is people are happy to come in on a Saturday morning. They're relaxed. The majority of them are not rushing off to work. They're getting ready to enjoy their weekend. You get to be the first great thing that they get to do going into their weekend. It also gives you an opportunity to find out what they're doing for the weekend and give them some advice of how they can best utilize their body for what they're doing. They're hiking. They're horseback riding. They're doing gardening. They're going to the lawn store to grab things to work on the yard. But clinically, it also gives you another piece of the puzzle to help them to optimum health, to get better faster and be better because you're getting to see them first thing in the morning when they first wake up. How often have you seen a patient who says, oh, I wake up with a headache every morning? Great. Wake up, get right in here. And over the years, we've seen so many people who actually come in clearly wearing what are still their pajamas. Nobody's wearing flannel, but man, a lot of them come in wearing sweatpants and a t-shirt and fuzzy slippers. And you get to see that firsthand. Tell them to bring their pillow with them. No, not to take a nap, but bring the pillow so we can do a pillow check to see how is that pillow really supporting their neck? Is it really working the way that it's supposed to? Don't talk about it. Have them show you. 
Are you a back sleeper or a side sleeper? Great, show me how you use this thing. And they lay down on their back with the pillow positioned where it's positioned. Can you put your fingers under their cervical spine or is the pillow giving them proper support? When they lay on their side, is their head cocked down to one side or, or cantilevered up towards the other side? Is the pillow too big or too small? Show them what they should be using if that's the problem. And first thing on a Saturday morning is a great time to do that. Now, personally, when I see patients on a Saturday morning, my office dress is more casual. I'm wearing jeans. I'm wearing a golf shirt. No tie, no dress shirt, no dress pants, no leather shoes. It's comfortable, it's a Saturday, it's more relaxed. And people will say things like, Doc, you're more casual. Well, yeah, it's Saturday, let's have some fun. I also recommend changing the environment of the office a little bit. Turn the music up just a little bit louder. Maybe change the station. In the office that I work in on Saturday mornings, we play Jimmy Buffett all morning long. A dear friend of mine who used to see patients in Wisconsin, she used to have what she would call 70s Saturday. She had a disco ball in her office. Sometimes she would dress up like, like the 70s disco era. The music was playing. Patients would have a great time. Her office was a crazy place to be on a Saturday and people loved it. What do you think her practice was like? Huge. And if you see patients from 8 to 10.30, yes, the staff meets at 7.30 for that pre-shift huddle, Everybody's ready. You see the patients. You have a great time. Last patients come in at 1030. You're out the door by 11. When my kids were small and I would get home at 11 o'clock, 1115, guess what? They were just finishing getting up, finishing breakfast, and we were getting ready to get on with our day as a family, going out and doing fun things. Again, it's a patient-centered office that works for everybody. And when we talk about being out of the office, I think when the office is closed, there needs to be an emergency contact number. You want to be better than 90% of the chiropractors out there? You have a cell phone available for your patients to call when they need you because there's something going on that they care that much about. I think when you see a patient on a Saturday and if they're just coming out of an acute phase or they're doing something questionable over the weekend, as you finish their adjustment and you're chit-chatting with them as, as you're getting ready to part ways, you should pause for just a second, grab one of your business cards and say to them, I'm going to write my personal cell phone on the back of this business card. I don't think you're going to need it but I'd rather you have it and not need it than need it and not have it. If you have a problem or a question, we are always available for our patients. And having done this for over 30 years, I can count on one or two hands how often somebody actually calls, but they appreciate it. Every single person's like, wow, doc, really? You're gonna give me your number? Yes, I am, because I would rather you call me Let's take 30 seconds or a minute to answer the question, solve the problem, and then move forward. When the office is closed, the answering machine should have a message that says something like, thank you for calling the chiropractic office. The office is currently closed. If this is a medical emergency, please hang up and call 911. If you're a new patient or you need to speak to the chiropractor, please call 8675309 and the doctor on call will be happy to speak with you about your specific situation. If it's not urgent, please leave a message after the tone 
and we will call you back on the next business day to set up a convenient appointment. There are some offices that say, I'm just not going to have Saturday hours. I'll do the Monday through Friday thing. That's fine. Statistically speaking, you're going to see between 9 and 14% of your week's office volume on any given Saturday morning. And by not having Saturday morning hours, you're not seeing those visits anyplace else. So your practice is 9 to 14% smaller than it would be if you're willing to go in and see those people and help them and offer them your care. Some offices like to do a Monday through Thursday schedule versus the Monday through Friday. By changing the hours from Friday to Thursday, yes, the doctor and staff gets a three-day weekend and everybody enjoys a three-day weekend. I totally get that. Statistically speaking, by doing that, you're reducing the volume of the practice by 7-9%. to That's what's seen statistically having looked at thousands and thousands of offices. But bottom line, it's a decision to make. How patient-centered do you want to be with hours and availability? Other things that I think the patient-centered office has, you have jumper cables somewhere in the office for the patient who has car trouble. You have somebody on staff who can change a tire for the pregnant lady who happened to get a flat tire at the office. Yes, that really does happen sometimes. Maybe you have a half dozen umbrellas that you picked up at the local grocery store for six bucks each for the person who comes in and there's a freak thunderstorm and they've got to get out of the office and get into their car. Here, take the umbrella. In addition to talking about service to our patients, Imagine if somebody on the staff actually was a certified notary. Every once in a while, somebody needs something notarized. Imagine if they could do that right at your office. Sometimes people need to have something copied, something faxed. Some people still actually have fax machines. Offer to do these things for your patients. Obviously, even your outgoing mail, patients want to leave something there so it can go ahead in today's mail. The point is, availability for patients, helping people every way we possibly can. The things that we've laid out today are about the patient-centered office. It's about helping people every way we possibly can. And the more that you say, well, that's okay, but I'm not going to do that, it just chips away at it a little bit and a little bit and a little bit more. Now, of course, the flip side is once you become wildly successful, having given phenomenal care to so many people over so many years, you can have crazy office hours and patients will, will change their schedule because I really want to see you, doc. And okay, fine, I'll, I'll come in this, I'll come in then. And they'll do that for you because you've created that relationship. But I do believe that some people will start to fall away because they just can't do that because you've started to step away from being patient-centered. All right, and that's our show for today. If you have a question about today's show or your own practice, feel free to reach out at ForTheLoveOfChiropractic.com. Before making changes to your practice, be sure to seek legal advice regarding those changes and regulations in your state. For the Love of Chiropractic is an RGF production, all rights reserved. And thanks for listening. Original music provided by Hunter Rich Music.